This is Zombie Chickens Podcast, where two heads are better than one, even if they're undead. My name is Marne. And my name is Megan. Yes, I remembered it! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I've always had to read from a piece of paper the intro. So I've literally remembered it after 12 episodes. <laughs> Took you long enough. <laughs> long enough, yes. Yeah, so today we are doing for our 13th episode. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Yes. We will be talking about some folklore from Mexico. Mm. So each of us will have two folklore stories that we will be telling and um, discussing. And discussing. And. Yes. <laughs> and like we always do, go off a bit on a tangent about random things. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to put a, a sort of a disclaimer there that we cannot pronounce most of these Mexican words. I am trying and therefore will not try to evoke any... Um, disrespect? What? Yeah, yeah, disrespect. Disrespect. Mm. Yeah, uh, we're definitely not doing it on purpose. We will be able to roll our R's. So mm. that is one thing we can do. Mm. But um, that's about it. That's the only part of the word we'll get right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So today I will start us off. My first story I will be doing is La Lechuza. And uh, it is about an owl-like creature. The history and stories about the myth of La Lechuza told to children in northern Mexico and southern Texas as a warning. Stories of this owl-like creature can be traced back to the mid-1700s. Many people believe it is purely a myth while those who've seen the La Lechuza swear she is real. The word La Lechuza means the owl. This isn't any ordinary owl. It is supposedly an old woman who shapeshifts into a seven-foot-tall owl with a massive 15-foot wingspan. Jesus. La Lechuza assumes the shape in order to exact revenge on someone who has mistreated or otherwise wronged her. Some stories claim she is an old witch in- intent on finishing her revenge on those who harmed her. Another story tells how the La, Le- La Lechuza is an actual owl that does the bidding of the old woman. It is often compared to a witch's familiar, the black cat. Mm. The stories are varied when it comes to La Lechuza's appearance. Some describe seeing a white owl, while others claim they saw a black raven. Other reports even state that La Lechuza has the face of an old woman. Many reports claim the creature has large black almond-shaped eyes like a grey alien. Several eyewitnesses compare La Lechuza to the famous Mothman. Oh Jesus, <laughs> going, going with the Mothman. <laughs> the many stories about La Lechuza tell how the old woman creature lures her victims under the cover of night. The La Lechuza often Im- imitates a crying baby that causes children, men and women to seek the infant in a desire to help. Nah, fuck that shit, I will run away. <laughs> um, it's said that the La Lechuza often selects intoxicated men as her victims. 
other stories of sightings report La Lechuza perched on a fence post or in a tree. Some witnesses have been in their vehicle while the La Lechuza swooped down at them. Once the La Lechuza grabs her prey, she said, she's said to fly off with the person screaming as she takes them to a secret lair. It's there that she punishes the person for, her, for their wrongdoing towards her. No one knows what that punishment involves, only that the person is never seen again. There are many ways you supposedly can protect yourself from La Lechuza. Each one has no real reason behind why it works. Only these, these are part of the mythology of La Lechuza. One story claims that the creature is defenseless against salt and chili powder, especially if you throw it, throw it at her face. Okay. So always keep salt. <laughs> salt or chili pepper with you. Hmm. You can tie seven knots in a rope and hang it by your door as a sign of respect and La Lechuza will leave you alone. Okay, so you need to have in your car salt. Chili powder. Or chili powder. Or chili powder. And just hand enough a rope, rope with seven, seven knots. Not six, seven, seven knots. knots. Okay. Another claim states that by reciting a prayer such as the canticle of Mary, the creatures will be frightened away. Unfortunately, I do not know any prayers. So <laughs> I, I was just know. about to ask, uh, what is this uh, prayer that you're supposed to um, say? Um, Does a, oh so God, I know God help me? Does that count? <laughs> Please, God, no. I, I, I don't know. Jesus, come fetch me. The, the only prayer I know is the, the one we recite when my parents pray, praise when we have dinner. I don't even know that one. That's the only one I can remember because it's engraved in my memory. Cause I, I don't. My grandfather did it. My dad does it. It's, yeah. You know, we did it every single, almost every single day and I still don't know it. All I know is just blah, 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 blah. Oh, me. Okay. Itadakimasu. That's my prayer. <laughs> is that your prayer, Itadakimasu? Uh, yeah, no, I do not know any prayers, so I will definitely have to do the first it will two. Most, it, was most probably, it will most probably be a um, Catholic prayer. Definitely, because it is based on the... Most Mexican people are very Catholic. Yeah, so... But it depends... Uh, Catholic what, and, uh, does, and other but does the does the entity... Be like, sorry, you're not my religion, so you're hmm. still going to die. It doesn't matter what you do. I don't think the entity cares about religion. <laughs> so you can make something up there on the spot as well. Yes. And then if she... Oh! Still... <laughs> What's her name again? Lala Lucia. <laughs> if, um, if she still wants to come kill you, then she's like, sorry, prayer. that's not the right prayer. I'm like, um, excuse me, hmm. I pray to the god of... <laughs> Cats, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there has been numerous Lalas Chusa sightings over the centuries. Some more recent ones keep the myth alive. In 2017... That's very recent. Yes. Clyde Lewis at Ground Zero writes about an April 16, 2017 sighting of a humanoid owl creature one night at... Humboldt's Park in Chicago. Clyde tells of several witnesses seeing a two-foot-tall human-like owl. Other witnesses swore the humanoid bird was over six feet tall and black with huge red eyes. Hmm. 
and then Mike Cox writes about three women on their way home from San Antonio one night encountering a La Lechuza. According to the women, they saw a very large bird come up from behind them and fly past the car. The bird turned and came back towards the women. At one point, the bird kept pace outside the driver's window as the woman driver tried to outrun the bird. Suddenly, the car engine stopped and wouldn't restart. The three women sat terrified in the dark when the bird disappeared and the driver was able to restart the car. And then another popular story is of several men tracking down and shooting what they believed was La Lechuza. They searched and were unable to find the bird and gave up. The next morning they sat back out, set back out to find the bird when they came upon the body of an old woman with frightening features. Her limp body was draped over a tree limb and men believed they'd killed a real La Lechuza. Hmm. Hmm. So that was the story of La Lechuza. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just... Uh... Again, me with my very logical brain. I think the thing would stand in front of me and I would just say, no. <laughs> no. I I am... No. I must say, I'm a pussy. So... <laughs> I get scared really easily. Even oh, I, though... get, I get a fright as well, very easily. But in my mind, I'm like, no. No. No, no, no. no. This is not this, what the I'm thing, seeing. I am the thing, I am that stupid person who's downstairs at night... And then keeps on looking outside the window, thinking they're going to see something and only sees their reflection, but still gets a heart, and a heart attack. Oh, because you had incidences with that. True, I did, but it still, it was a fear before the incidents and then it happened and then it's worse. It's stuck. Yeah. Mm. And we're saying it as, as if something really traumatic happened. It was literally just a neighbor standing at the window wanting to knock on the door and they didn't hear. And she was standing at the window to see, to get a response. And then I saw her. <laughs> that that was a frightening um, thing to, to yeah, experience. Yeah, and I was, I was, I think I was 13 or 14. Mm. Probably latest 15. No, I was 15 when we moved out of the house. Oh, that house i was probably like 13 14 hmm. yeah that is a difficult age yeah i was damn fuck I was, I was i literally started crying that's how big a fright i had anyway because it, it was a fear before that and that mm, just worsens it yeah no but you know what's my fear not it's not really a fear it's just sort of a as i'll call it a paranoia basically mm. now showering you know Oh, washing your face. Uh-uh. Your <laughs> oh. hair. Well, your hair and face because you have to close your eyes. You're like... No, <laughs> no, no. Just listen to this. Just listen to this. Now, again, I'm not really a paranoid person. Yeah. Not really. I was showering this one time, washing my hair. Mm. And when I finished rinsing my hair and just sort of, you know, taking water out of my eyes... Leslie was standing <gasps> no by the fucking no. <laughs> shower door. Almost shut myself in the I would have shut I would have screamed at him and I would have I didn't hear him. No, but he is like a fucking weird little he always <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear him. He never makes noise when he moves. And I almost died. 
I would have so died. Now, I would have died. I'm washing my hair. I'm always keeping like one eye clean oh <laughs> and open, looking at the bathroom door. I I would have died. I I'm paranoid, and that has never even happened with me. I'm always like turning around quickly, and then if I wash my face, I'm like shh, shh, so fast, so I can open my eyes again. Or that one time I almost fell from fell in the shower, or while I was getting out of the shower. Um, I literally had my towel around me getting out and as I was looking at the window, the bathroom window, I just saw two fucking green eyes <laughs> staring at me and then I realized it's a fucking cat. <laughs> You're the one that wanted black cats, so... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The second time that happened, I actually, I had my phone in my hand and I was reaching into the shower to open the shower, um, the tap. Mm. So to get the hot water running. Yeah. In any case, because I was busy messaging someone. I can't remember who. I think it was you or someone. Or someone. It's one of three or four people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I turned, I almost dropped my fucking phone in the toilet because I saw Charlie again. It's too green. Her eyes just staring at you. Exactly, because you can't see you can't see a body really. You just see these two eyes. I should put it on the on the Instagram. You should. <laughs> Fucking Charlie. Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's a that's enough of a tangent. Yeah. Now my story is the Isla Isla de la Municas. It's the island of the dolls. Now this story is actually very a very recent one. It's not it's not an old story like with yours that's from what seventeen hundreds. Mm. So this one is quite relatively new. But just south south out of Mexico City, between the channel canals of Sochimico, you can still find a small island with a sad background. The island is known as Isla de la Monicas. It is said that a girl was found drowned in mysterious circumstances many years ago in this island and that the dolls are possessed by a spirit. Now, I think I need to put pictures of those fucking dolls on the island on yeah. Instagram as well. I, that's, that's fucking really scary. So scary. Now, I don't have anything against dolls, but that's just fucking freaky. No. <sighs> but anyway... Local legend says that the dolls move their heads and arms and even open their eyes. Fuck no. No. <laughs> I can just imagine you, Megan. <laughs> with like one eye peeping out <laughs> between your, your hands. Like, no, oh, no, this, no, no, this is not happening. No. <laughs> Some witnesses claim that they had heard the dolls whispering to each other. I don't believe that. While others who were on a boat near the island said that the dolls lured them to come down to the island. Which I also don't believe. <laughs> Whatever makes them feel better. <laughs> uh, they have to justify going there some way or another. I think it's also just a mind, a mind thing. Because we, we oh, tend definitely. to forget how powerful the mind really is. Mm, and how definitely. That's why I don't always trust what I see. I think that's why I'm not as paranoid because I'm like, no, no, look again, you're not looking correctly. But in any case. Yeah. I'm that person that stares 
too much at one spot and then start seeing something. <laughs> I need you to go go have a closer look at it. <laughs> no, back then. Because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> have you seen the video of the girl? She's sitting and doing something in front of her computer. And then there's um, her sliding door is open. And the wind is blowing the... Curtain. curtains and it literally looks like a face pushed up against the curtain and she sees it in the camera that she's filming she turns around and literally runs up to him and eats it for breakfast wow that's impressive <laughs> i was like wow it literally looked like a face how the fuck do you run up to it and hit it with your fist <laughs> She literally punched the air. But imagine you punch your brother in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That would be his own fucking fault. Yeah, it would be their own fucking fault. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, gosh. Shame. The story. <clears throat> we need to continue. But Don Julian Santana Barrera was a caretaker of this island. The story goes that Julian. Julian found a little girl drowned in mysterious circumstances while he was not able to save her life. Shortly thereafter, Julian saw a floating doll near the canals. Most probably the doll belonged to the little girl. He picked up the doll and hung it to a tree as a way of showing respect and supporting the spirit of the girl. Others question even the existence of the drowned girl. Oh. Okay. The story intensifies. Mm. Reports include that Julian has made up the story about the girl in his solitude because he's literally alone on yes, this on island. On this island, yeah. I mean, it's fucking understandable. There's a reason why you're only allowed a certain number of days in uh, solitude, yeah. confinement in prisons as well because it's mentally, Indeed. it's not good for you. Cause you do go insane, yeah. Exactly. I mean, unfortunately, we are social beings. Even if we're antisocial, you are, we social are social being, yeah. beings. Even if you're introverted, you are a social being. A social being. being, yeah. Even if you hate seeing people, there is one or two people that you want to see. But in any case, Julian was apparently haunted by the spirit of the girl and started hanging more dolls in an attempt to please her spirit. He soon realized the dolls themselves were possessed by the spirits of, of the dead girl and continued to collect creepy dolls hanging them over the entire island. According to those close to him, it was as if Julian was driven by some unforeseen force that completely changed him. Apparently, he was very marked by the fact that he was not able to save the little girl's life. Over 50 years of collecting dolls and hanging them on the island, Julian was found dead from a heart attack in the same spot that he found the drowned girl. Interesting. There was another story that said that he drowned. In the, yeah. in, the, in the same spot, but most of the cases that I read, they said attack. it was a heart attack that he didn't he didn't drown. Mm. That's that. That's that. Yeah, I I've I've heard of that story multiple times. I've watched a lot of um. Well, someone with paranoia, <clears throat> you do watch a lot of uh, horror, horror and scary stories, and also I lo- listen to a lot of horror narrations and um, real stories or stories based on real life mm. and one of the youtubers i watch she um did a episode on this island oh is it mm. it's very like very fascinating it's very fascinating i i will be scared but i i probably would i find these things so fascinating mm. and i kind of like that 
fearful heart beating i just it's still very i still find it very scary oh yes of course because i'm such a fucking paranoid i i'm really bad but i i find it it's addictive to feel that way i think it's adrenaline probably it's the adrenaline blood rushing to your ears Mm. and like it is very addictive. Where you you literally hear your heart in your ear in your yeah. ears. Some people are addicted to the adrenaline by doing extreme sports. I'm addicted mm. by watching scaring scary, yourself. scaring myself. Fuck. Can you remember when we still lived together? There was this one time where someone suddenly knocked on the door. Yes. At that. That was actually scary, even for me, because for those of you that oh you won't know. But we lived in a house together and there was a lock on the uh, main gate. But those that knew us, that really knew us, knew how to open the gate without um, using the the, the, Unlocking the the... Because we lost the key so many years ago, the lock was literally rusted. Yeah, the padlock was completely rusted. Mm. So we never used the key. Exactly. So there was a way of opening the gate. Without needing a key. And, and this yeah. one time, we were in the kitchen. And we just suddenly heard someone knocking on the door. Yeah. Now, only people that know us would be able to open the door, uh, open the gate and able to knock, knock on, the, on, the door. on the door. Yeah. So when I went to go check, it's two fucking weird people that I don't know. Yeah. That was very scary. I think that's the thing. I get scared about everything. You get scared mainly about real life things. Oh, yeah. You don't really get scared about... I say again, ghosts and stuff don't scare me. People People scare scare me. me. Look, I get scared about everything. So, I'm both ways. Like, I fucking hate people. So, Mm -hmm. anything they do scare me. Mm. But... But there was this one episode in Luther. And that fucking scares the living shit out of me. In what? In Luther. Luther? The series. It's a British sh- a series. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's about four, five, or six episodes per season. It does. Um, it does. Oh. Um, Idris Elba plays in it. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. I've seen, I think I've seen it. It's really, really, I, really Well, I've really seen the good. trailers, but I, I don't think. Is it really good? It's really good. It's really good. One of the episodes, um, there's a killer that stalks women. Mm-hmm. So he breaks into their house. Yeah. The specific one. And then there's about three women that lives in this house. And I think it's about a story, a, a three-story house. Yeah. So your, your bottom one is obviously the living, the living quarters. Living space and kitchen. And, and then obviously the, the two top ones were the bedrooms and that. Yeah. And he waited in the one's closet. Fuck. And looked at her. While she undressed, went to go shower, went downstairs, and when she eventually went back up, he killed her. Fuck. And those type of stories are based on real life. I've I've done research. Uh-huh. I've seen so many real life cases. Uh-huh. Um, That's very that, similar. That happens. Mm-hmm. And it's usually either someone that was in their life, mm-hmm. like a neighbor or mm-hmm. someone this that they specifically met, is, was, was, was a... A serial, serial killer. killer. Like a lot of times it's someone that's not necessarily close to you. It's mm. someone you know of someone 
you know. So, yeah. Mm. So it's, they see you and they get this fascination with you and then mm-hmm. it just progresses. But I've s- seen a lot of stories depicting that same scenario. Mm. As, because it happens. Mm. There was actually a real life um, case that the, the, I think it was actually her neighbor that did it, also waited in her closet and then killed her in her bedroom. Mm. So messed up. It's fucking scary. Now, again, people scare me. Yeah, definitely. And I get scared people of people. People are fucked up. Yeah, and then in South Africa is scary. If you, Our crime rate is really high. Mm. but we Especially in Cape Town. Yeah, we are lucky that we haven't really experienced so many things. Um, we have obviously experienced a couple of break-ins and things mm. like that. And like my brother has been mugged more than once mm. and we know a lot of like women especially mm. when you were in university in Stellenbosch oh Jesus there was fuck specifically when I was at university there was I mean I'm not again I'm not a paranoid person but when those when that shit happened it mm. was actually fucking scary because yeah. there was the um there were multiple stories um there was in my first year, we had a couple of um, abduction cases, mm-hmm. like I literally, that, yeah. literally in, 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 and we're not talking about, you know, the quiet streets. It's mm-hmm. like the busy, busy, busy streets. busy streets. And the sad fucking story is one of the girls that gave, um, that was almost abducted. I knew her. Yeah. And that's the thing is with. Like areas like that where things happen, it's people around mm. you, people you know, and mm. and luckily she 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 thought very quickly. But in any case, that was the first. That was one of the things that happened. Then there was, I think, I can't remember which came first, but there was a lot of muggings happening, mm-hmm. terrible muggings yeah. and stabbings. Um, Again, it was on the busy, the busy, mm-hmm. the busy streets. That was where my brother was mugged the first time. It's always on the busy streets. It's mm-hmm. never on the quiet ones. Um, then there was the a lot of rape cases. I remember the girls that go jogging, and then in that wooded area. Exactly, and the girl that was my class, her sister was robbed in a flat, and I think they stabbed her as well. Damn. No, it's it's really scary. Mm. And I remember it was a lot of females targeted that time period. Exactly, when I was at university. So and the problem females. is is that I tend to stay on campus quite late. Like I would go home at nine, ten o'clock sometimes when I have sometimes to work late. Sometimes it was later. Sometimes mm. you only left like at eleven. Mm. It depends on how much work I had to do. Yeah, I remember that. And I was always like, damn. It's scary. Mm. But, yeah, because the, the parking lot where you're supposed to park is quite far from mm. my campus building. Very secluded. Mm. Yes. Very secluded and it's yeah. very dark. Mm-hmm. And so there's I, a lot of hiding spaces. A lot. So I usually would go about five or six o'clock. I would go fetch the car and, and park the car closer. closer. Remember but, you said that, yeah. Because mm. my dad always told me, just please be careful. Please yeah. be careful. Please be careful. But I had a lot of tools on my back, so I can whack someone with... <laughs> yeah, but you never know how you'll react, no, though. That's, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. You never know if you're going to just freeze up. Again, yes. And I mean, I'm one that carries... You know me. I carry a couple of knives on me. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't know if in that state if you'll be able, able to, to... think about it. Mm, definitely. 
think everything just goes out of your mind. Exactly. Well, moving on. My next story is La Planchada. In Spanish, La Planchada means Iron Lady, Ironed Lady. The following is a well-known ghost legend in Mexico and the southwestern part of the US. It is a story of a ghostly nurse who is seen in hospitals in central Mexico in urban areas. This nurse is seen wearing an old-fashioned nurse's uniform. There are several versions of the story. The following is one that has been told many times. This story is connected to the hospital Juarez located in Mexico City. In the 1930s, a nurse, nurse by the name Eola Lila worked at the hospital. She always wore clean, crisp, ironed uniforms. She was an ex- excellent nurse and her patients were lucky to be under her care. But this changed when a handsome young doctor joined the hospital staff. Eola Lila, no, Eola Lia, <laughs> Eola Lia and this doctor started to see each other socially. It was not long before Eola Lia fell in love and the two were engaged. Shortly after they became engaged, the doctor left to attend a medical seminar. To Eola Lila's, <laughs> to her surprise and concern, he did not return the following week. Then another week passed and the doctor still did not respond. Eola Lia was beside herself with worry. She felt that something terrible must have happened. It wasn't until several weeks had passed that the hospital got word from the doctor. It seems he had met a woman in the town that hosted the seminar and the two had wed. Mm. Heartbroken, Eolalia lapsed into a deep state of depression. She was so distracted by her sorrow that her work suffered. She started to neglect the patients that were under her care. One night, one of her patients died as a direct result of her neglect. neglect. Realising her terrible error, Eolalia became ill herself. Not having the will to fight for her own life, she died in the hospital where she worked. After her death, strange things started to occur. Patients, nurses and doctors began to see a nurse in the emergency room area. Some stories state that she appears to glow and floats instead of walks through the hospital corridors. Other witnesses say she seems to walk normally, but in all of these reports it is stated her footsteps are not heard. Hospital staff started to call this ghostly nurse La Planchada because she always appears wearing a clean, freshly pressed uniform. The reports from patients are the most intriguing. This ghostly nurse not only appears but cares but for the patients in the emergency area of the hospital. It is often reported that at night, when some of the hospital staff neglect the patients, this nurse cares for them instead. In the morning, these patients were well, are well enough to be moved to less intense care rooms. When asked how they are feeling, they reply, a nurse came in and healed me. It is stated that Eolalia returns as a spirit nurse because of a sense of guilt. It seems she is forever doomed to pay for her mistake in life. As mentioned above, there are several versions of the story. In one version, it is stated that the nurse was a cruel person who mistreated her patients. So when she died, her punishment was to take care of patients for eternity. 
In another version, Eolalia was never actually engaged to the young doctor. This version states he rejects her interest in him and marries a woman he is engaged to. Then she takes her disappointment out on her patients. The result is several of them die. Regardless of the story, several hospitals in Mexico lay claim to her ghost. Many witnesses state they have seen her or have been under her care at night. It is sometimes stated that she specifically takes care of patients that stay in the room where she died. Hmm. Yeah. So a ghostly nurse that takes care of patients. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard, I've rec- when I did the research, I saw a lot of the stories say about the one that um, she was actually evil mm. and mistreated her patients and so forth. Be- she started mistreating her patients because of her rejection. Mm. Um, I've seen those stories, but most point to this one being the more accurate one where she was actually a really good nurse mm. and she took care she takes care of the patients as a ghost she doesn't harm the people so she's a friendly ghost <laughs> casper i just wanted to say that <laughs> casper the friendly nurse ghost <laughs> imagine that yeah so that is that <laughs> Okay, so my next one is La Llorona. In Spanish, it is the whipping woman. And it has been part of the Hispanic culture in the southwest. They say it's a tall, thin spirit that is blessed with natural beauty and long, flowing black hair, wearing a white gown and roam the, roam the rivers and creeks, wailing for the night and searching for the children to drag, screaming to a watery grave. But there's another legend, so there is a lot of legends around this one, that the La Llorona was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and attention. However, after after she bore him with two sons, he began to change, returning to a life of womanizing and alcoholism after leaving her for months at a time. He seemingly no longer cared for his beautiful Maria, even talking about leaving her to marry a woman of his own wealthy class. When he did return home, it was only to visit his children and the devastated Maria began to feel resentment towards the boys. One evening, as Maria was strolling with her two children on a shady pathway near the river, her husband came, in a, came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. He stopped and spoke to his children but ignored Maria and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. After seeing this, Maria went into a terrible rage, and turning against the children, she seized them and threw them into the river. As they disappeared downstream, she realized what she had done and ran down the bank to save them, but it was too late. Maria broke down with inconsolable grief, running down the streets, screaming and wailing. The beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night, During this time, she would not eat and walked along the river in a white gown, searching for her boys, hoping they would come back to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed the riverbanks and her gown became soiled and torn. When she continued to refuse to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river. Not long after her death, 
a restless spirit began to appear walking the banks of the Santa Santa Fe River when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night and people began to be afraid to go out after the dark. She was said to have been seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. On many a dark night people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children. And so they no longer spoke of her as Maria but rather La Llorona, the weeping woman. Children are warned not to go out in the dark, for the La Llorona might snatch them and throwing them in the, to their deaths in the flowing rivers. So this is a, this is actually quite a, I have to admit, quite a, a scary experience that someone um, wrote. Mm -hmm. So when Pat Patricio Lugan was a boy, he and his family saw her on a creek between Mora and Guadalupe, New Mexico. As the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. She then seemed to float over the water, started up the hill and vanished. However, just moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. The family looked for foot footprints and finding none, had no doubt that the woman they had seen was a La, La Llorona. Mm. Damn. Yeah, I've I've heard so many different stories and variations of, of that one. Yeah, mm. because um, I also watch a lot of um, there's a lot of movies based on La, uh, La yes. So I've um, seen a lot of I watch a lot of movie critiques and mm. movie review channels on YouTube. If you can guess, I watch a lot of fucking YouTube. <laughs> so the one that I he is actually. Um, I think he's actually, I don't know if he said he's Mexican. I think he is Mexican. He speaks Spanish and um, I think he's, he's Mexican-American, American-Mexican. Um, so he does a lot of reviews and he did it on La Llorona. And there was one movie that was quite accurate to the story you just read. Mm. There's some that say that um, he abused her. Yeah. And she and she started going mad. Therefore, she I've drowned the children. Drowned and then, them. after realizing what she did, she drowned herself. Yeah, I've heard that stories as well. So there's a lot of stories, but this one I, I think is the most most accurate to most known. Known, I would say, not accurate. Mm. Most known. known. Yeah, uh, because when I I did research on it when after I watched the review of the movie. And then I did research on it because I wanted to just learn more about it. Mm. And that was the one that you could find most places. Mm. Yeah, it's actually quite a sad story. Yeah. Shame. But what a way to go. Drowning. Yeah, definitely. Especially for you that hate water. Mm. Probably even any person that doesn't, that doesn't mind water, it's, it's still such a terrifying thing to think about. Exactly. Mm, yeah exactly mm. i'm actually surprised we didn't do the chupacabra i wanted to i forgot about it i saw it a couple of times i i wanted to but then i realized that it's such a any person doesn't matter where they are in the world they know about it because mm. it's such a well-known well-known mythical creature mm. um so because even us in South Africa knows about it. Mm. So that's why I didn't want to do it. Because I felt like 
there's not much yeah there's some interesting stories about it mm. but most people know about oh, it Chupacabra. yeah and mm. i i wanted to do things that's a bit more not as well known mm. yeah that's it that's it but that's again the, the whole different difficult thing about choosing a story because you can't it's difficult there's to so choose many, two. yeah there's so many different ones i came uh, came upon a lot of uh, mayan um mm. ones as well because um of the mayan that was in mexico the mm. native mayans so there's a lot of their folklore as well that, that sort was, of sort of flows into mexican culture yeah and that was really really interesting as well same with and i had to like i had about five that i wanted to do mm-hmm. so i had to narrow it down and these two were the most no, I don't want to say interesting. It was just the the ones that I want, what reason not resonated. I don't want to say resonated with me because... That you found interesting. That I found interesting. Um, but there were some of the Mayan ones that I found really interesting. There's a like lot of... Like the one of, with the crossroads, the crossroad demon. Yes. And there's a lot of, um, like, infl- well, not influence, because there's a lot of um, Spanish um, people that immigrated from Spain during the um, the war they immigrated to Mexico mm. Mexico has obviously some of the Spanish folklores also is seen in the Mexican culture mm. where they speak about the Spanish folklores and things mm. that comes from Spain directly so <clears throat> It's, there's so many different influences, but same with any culture, there's so many different influences. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, if you think about just directly to our culture, how many words, if you're talking about words, how yeah. many words c- comes from a lot of other cultures? Definitely, yeah. Like Lapi. Mm. That's actually Swahili, not Swahili, it's, uh, I think it's Swahili. I don't know. It's a cloth, Lapi, it's yeah. a cloth, but it's, it comes from Swahili. Hmm. It's quite interesting really interesting yeah we get influenced by so many different things and same with like um especially if you if you immigrate as well yeah you take it with you Mm -hmm. and there's this one about it was a spanish soldier that they were in the uh, they were in the philippines It's, it's called the specter soldier or the vanishing soldier there's different variations um, but it's basically about a soldier that claims that he teleported. Mm. So he was in the Philippines doing guarding <clears throat> the, I don't want to say army base. He was guarding something. He was part of, part of the god, whatever, the gods, not gods, guards. <laughs> god division. Yeah, he was part of that. And then he was obviously doing his job. And while at sea... The president, I think he was the president, was um, attacked and killed by Chinese pirates. And while that happened, the god, they all found out, they literally found out about it and everything. And then something happened where he fell asleep while on duty. And when he opened his eyes, he was in the middle of Mexico City. Hmm. And then... The gods that was walking around in Mexico City, because there was a war, it was very strict with rules and things. 
they saw this guy with <clears throat> the Spanish uniform, uni the Spanish soldier uniform, basically, and they arrested him. And he kept on telling, no, he literally closed his eyes when he opened it, he was here. Like, mm. And then he told them, and they, he told them about the president dying, everything that, and because it was so, at that time, news didn't travel, travel fast, no one knew about it yet, and they said, no, you're lying, blah, 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 blah. And then they locked him up. And then a couple of days went pa later, they found out that the president actually did die by means of the Chinese um, pirates. And then they let him go because they realized everything he said was true. Hmm. But yeah, so they he claimed that he time traveled. Or hmm. not time traveled, tra teleported. Yeah, teleported. I think they said time traveled. No, it was teleported. Hmm. Yeah, so things like that, <clears throat> which, because it's based in Spain and Mexico, like, those were confusing ones. Mm. It was quite a few interesting ones. But I think... Um, that's it for today. That's it for today. Um, all the sources, all the stories we researched today or read today, will, all the sources we used will be in the description below this description below <laughs> in the description of the podcast <laughs> and the next um folklore we will um, be researching would will be turkey yes so we will we'll do turkish folklore for the next episode it's gonna be so, very interesting yes so please stay tuned for that mm, and also remember to follow us on all the social medias at zombie chickens podcast yes. and also don't forget to uh support us on patreon yes only it starts from one dollar fifty and any tier mm. and please follow us on instagram yes please follow us on instagram all our social medias like yeah, I said. and give us give us advice on um what sort of topics we can do next we're always looking forward for any ideas yeah we generally plan our topic a month in advance so you can definitely let us know mm. whatever you would like to hear in the future yeah and, and which ones you like most yes just give us feedback mm. yeah and that's that and that's cheers that. for years cheers for years